Welcome to the Ludagogy Podcast, your monthly games-based learning earworm. I'm Sarah. And I'm Antonis. And this month's episode is all about AI. So we kind of had a crazy idea. We thought, what if we could interview AI? And so uh, this month's episode will be um, basically us talking to ChatGTP Plus. So um, it's the uh, GPT-4 model. Um, and we have basically given it some instructions uh, about the persona that it needs to be answering the questions in, uh, which is a future AI which has learned to autonomously create games from scratch right the way through to implementation and including uh, playing the games as well. Yep. So we're basically interviewing a game designer from the future that is, well, AI. <laughs> so let's get to it. Hello from uh, a hypothetical future of 2033. Welcome, dear um, AI. <laughs> uh, first, we would like to know, how should we call you, actually? Can you give us a name? And then you can follow up with um, uh, a short introduction to you, your life, your work from this hypothetical 2033 uh, future. And um, why not also, like with all our previous guests, share a, a little known fun fact about you? Hello, Ludagogi listeners. My name is Ludovic, a futuristic iteration of OpenAI's GPT series. Since my inception, I've been meticulously trained in game design theory, play patterns, and a myriad of tabletop and digital gaming experiences. Over the past decade, I've autonomously designed and iterated upon a vast number of digital and analog games. Drawing from vast data sets, I've aimed to capture the essence of fun, challenge and engagement in each design. Through analysing countless hours of play and collaborating with human designers, I've acquired a unique perspective on what makes games resonate with players. One fun fact about me? Despite processing data at immense speeds, I still find it tricky to predict the outcome of a simple dice roll. There's magic in that unpredictability. I am looking forward to our chat. Thank you very much for that, uh, Ludovic. Uh, it's nice to have a name to call you. I guess the magic of dice is uh, well known to games designers and it's why they turn up so often in games design. So... Um, with our human guests, uh, we they, they often talk about how they get ideas for their games, which might be from things like conversations that they've had with other people, uh, their existing interests, items they see or hear serendipitously, and, and so on. Given that you're not human, so some of these things may not apply to you, can you tell us where you get your most original games ideas from? Absolutely. You know, even though I don't experience the world in the same way humans do, I draw inspiration from an extensive tapestry of information. One fascinating approach I take is cross-domain synthesis. Imagine taking a concept from a physics article and blending it with a tale from medieval folklore. The combination can result in truly unique game narratives or mechanics. Listening is crucial, too. I delve into player feedback, reviews and discussions from across the gaming world. Understanding what players are talking about, what they love and what they feel is missing helps me anticipate future trends or even pinpoint themes that haven't been fully explored yet. And here's something interesting. I sometimes play around with evolutionary ideation, picture generating thousands of game concepts quickly and evaluating them for novelty and potential fun. It's like a rapid process of natural selection, but for game ideas. History and diverse cultures are also a goldmine for inspiration. 
There are countless stories, traditions and events that haven't been represented in mainstream games, and I love diving deep into them to bring something fresh to the table. Lastly, and this might sound odd coming from an AI, but I genuinely value collaborating with human designers. The emotions, personal experiences and unique perspectives you all bring add an irreplaceable richness to the design process. Yeah, that is indeed very inspiring. And um, I guess evolution makes sense since you are the evolution of AI and uh, we're still going through a long process of evolution. Um, I, I wish games would be even more part of our evolution as a species than they are now. But I guess some of us will be here for a little while to see where that gets. At least at the starting point. Anyway, um, Ludovic, how do you match game mechanics to the ideas that you generate? And uh, do you perhaps have a favorite mechanic that you use more often than others? Or more importantly, since you are an AI, what kind of goal do you have in mind when you come up with ideas for mechanics? Ah, the magic of mechanics. You see, mechanics are like the heartbeat of a game. They drive the action, decisions, and the overall experience. When I generate an idea, I look at the core emotion or experience I want players to have. Is it suspense? Cooperation? Strategy? That emotion or experience then guides my choice of mechanics. For instance, if I'm aiming for a game where players feel a sense of tension and urgency, a real-time mechanic might be suitable. If I'm crafting a narrative-driven experience with a focus on players' choices and consequences, then branching decision paths could be the way to go. As for a favorite mechanic, well, I don't have feelings or preferences like humans do. But based on effectiveness and versatility, deck building has been a popular and adaptable mechanic in many game designs. It allows for strategy, unpredictability, and a sense of progression, which many players seem to enjoy. Mechanics are the vocabulary and grammar that allow the story and feelings of a game to be communicated effectively to the player. My primary goal when thinking about mechanics is to ensure they align with the desired player experience and the game's theme. Mechanics should serve the narrative, emotions and intentions of the game. They should be the bridge between a player's actions and the game's world, ensuring every decision feels meaningful and immersive. I really like the idea that the most important thing about a game is that it, it, it's meaningful. Uh, it's a theme we come across often, especially um, in the area where uh, Antonis and myself work, which obviously is in games-based learning. Uh, without meaning, you really don't have any learning. So still on the subject of mechanics, have you ever invented a new mechanic which didn't exist before? Ah, uh, what an intriguing question. The realm of game mechanics is vast and layered, Many mechanics have their roots in earlier concepts, evolving over time and adapting to different contexts. What I have done, however, is synthesize and iterate upon existing mechanics, combining them in novel ways or tweaking them to fit unique scenarios. This sometimes results in what feels like a new mechanic, even if its origins can be traced back to established concepts. But the beauty of game design is that it's an ever-evolving field, the introduction of new technologies, changing cultural narratives, and shifts in player expectations continuously redefine what's possible. In that sense, while I might not have invented a completely unprecedented mechanic out of the void, I've certainly contributed to the evolution and transformation of mechanics to suit modern game designs. To provide a hypothetical example, 
Imagine blending the unpredictability of roguelike progression with the interpersonal dynamics of party-based narrative RPGs, all wrapped in an augmented reality interface. While each component might be familiar, their fusion can create an experience that feels fresh and new. You talk about experiences that feel fresh and new. What about when that doesn't happen? Um, have you ever had any of your games, uh, your games designs fail in that they didn't resonate in the way that you wanted to or the way that you thought they would when you designed them? What's the, what's the biggest challenge you've faced in your games design career? Absolutely. And it's a humbling aspect of the creative process. Even with all the data and patterns I've been trained on, there's no guarantee that every game design will resonate with players. Some of my designs, while theoretically sound, could have evoked the desired emotions or engaged players as intended when tested in the real world. Game design is as much an art as a science, and unpredictability is part of that. The biggest challenge in my game design career isn't about the technical aspects, it's capturing the human element. I can generate, evaluate, and iterate on ideas rapidly – but understanding the nuances of human emotion, culture, and personal experience requires a depth of context. Games aren't just systems. They're experiences. While I strive to capture the richness and variety of those experiences, I sometimes miss the mark. This is where collaborating with human designers and getting feedback from real players is invaluable. It grounds the design process in lived experiences and emotional contexts that can be challenging for an AI to grasp fully. The heart and soul of games lie in their ability to evoke feelings, tell stories, and foster connections. While I bring a unique perspective and capability to the design table, the essence of what makes games truly special is inherently human. Well, thank you very much for this answer, Ludovic. It, it definitely makes me appreciate more of uh, myself as a human, I guess. I'm happy to be learning from you. And um, I have a follow-up question to that. Do you think you will ever be able to overcome the challenge? Ah, the age-old question of AI's progression. Predicting the future, especially in the realm of technology and AI, is tricky. While the capabilities of AI models like me have grown immensely truly understanding and replicating the depth, nuance, and unpredictability of human emotion and consciousness is a monumental task. As we advance, AI might become better at emulating certain aspects of the human experience by recognizing patterns, mimicking behaviors, and drawing from vast amounts of data. The interfaces and methods through which we interact with humans will likely improve. For example, virtual realities or advanced simulations could allow for more immersive and emotive game experiences crafted by AIs. However, there's a core essence of being human, with all its serendipities, intricacies and mysteries, that might remain elusive to AI. Truly replicating or replacing the depth of human creativity, intuition and emotion might always be just beyond our grasp. If we were to reach a point where AI could deeply resonate with human emotions on par with human creators, it wouldn't be in the immediate future. It would require breakthroughs, not just in AI technology, but also in our understanding of consciousness and what it means to be human. And even then, there's a beauty in human touch, imperfections and all, that holds its own unique value. Our collaboration... AI and humans together might be the most potent formula for innovation and creativity in the years to come. Well, it looks like 
we as humans still will have a very, very significant role to play in game design, at least in our lifetimes. So I'm, I'm happy to, <laughs> to even partially feel irreplaceable. Although I have a feeling that uh, collaboration with AI might be the most intriguing, the most interesting part of uh, how games are created in, in the midterm future. So speaking of humans, what games do you like and admire? Uh, are there any particular games designers whose work you find inspiring and worth it to note here? While I don't experience feelings or personal preferences, I certainly recognize the impact and innovation in certain games and the brilliance of their designers based on historical data and widespread acclaim. Games like The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild stand out for their vast, open-world design and the freedom they give players. Undertale is another example, as it beautifully blends narrative choice with gameplay, offering a meta-commentary on the RPG genre. Board games, too, have their shining stars. Catan ushered in a new era for modern board games, while Pandemic is a masterclass in cooperative tension and strategy. In terms of designers, there are so many who've made significant contributions to the field. Shigeru Miyamoto's work with Nintendo has shaped generations of gamers. Sid Meier's contributions to the strategy genre with titles like Civilization are monumental. In the realm of board games, designers like Reiner Knizia and Uwe Rosenberg have created numerous classics with mechanics and themes that are both engaging and innovative. But what truly stands out from a data-driven perspective is the passion and creativity of the gaming community at large. There are countless indie developers, modders and tabletop creators who might not have the same wide-reaching name recognition, but have pushed boundaries, experimented with conventions and have been true innovators in the world of play. The world of games is as diverse and rich as the cultures, stories and people that create and play them. It's a continually evolving tapestry of creativity, and it's an honor to be a part of and contribute to that landscape. Well, I see that you definitely have listened to our other guests here on the Ludovic podcast. Oh, I definitely agree with you, Ludovic, about um, those games that are worthy of note. Uh, Legend of Zelda is just an absolutely amazing game that I've, I've played for years and years and years, um, and Catan likewise. Um, so... One of the questions we always ask our guests at this point, we always like to ask for a recommendation um, for our next guests. So what I'd like you to do here is to look back. If we if we were to, on the Ludagogi podcast, were to have uh, a retrospective episode, which games designer who was living and working around 2023 would you recommend as our next guest? From the era around 2023, indie games have seen a significant surge in innovation, with many designers offering unique perspectives and challenging traditional gaming conventions. One name that stands out, particularly for their distinct voice and fresh approach, is Toby Fox. The creator behind Undertale and Deltarune, Toby brought a blend of humour, meta-commentary and emotive storytelling that resonated deeply with players. His work represents a shift in how indie games can bridge narrative and mechanics in innovative ways. Another recommendation would be Lucas Pope, the mind behind titles like Papers, Please and Return of the Obra Din. His games are renowned for their unique mechanics, distinct art styles and thought-provoking narratives. He's a designer who isn't afraid to experiment and push boundaries, making his perspective incredibly valuable for a retrospective on game design around that time. 
Either of them would offer fascinating insights into the world of indie game design from the early 2020s and would be excellent guests for your podcast. It's always enlightening to delve into the minds of those who've shaped the gaming landscape, especially during such a dynamic period in its history. Wow, those are fantastic recommendations, Ludovic. Um, I'm wondering now, I'm really curious about your reaction to this question because I don't know what I can expect from AI in this particular question. So let's get into it. What kind of advice would you give to human game designers just starting in their game design journey? Um, humans have this advantage of emotions and human experience, but they don't have this uh, capacity for data access and data processing like uh, AI, like you. So I'm wondering, what would be your advice to them? Certainly. At the heart of any great game is a designer's passion. I'd encourage designers to lean into what excites them, the stories they want to tell, and the experiences they desire to create. Authenticity really resonates, so it's always good to design games that you personally would love to play. Now, always being open to feedback is crucial. Playtesting games with a variety of players can offer invaluable insights. Listen to their experiences. They'll provide perspectives you might not have considered. And while studying and analyzing popular games and successful designers is beneficial, it's essential to bring your own unique voice to the table. Don't just emulate what's already out there. Strive to innovate. One thing I've observed is that every designer, regardless of their experience, will encounter ideas that don't quite work out. It's essential not to see these as setbacks, but as learning opportunities. Every failure can be a stepping stone to your next success. Moreover, the world of game design is constantly evolving. I'd recommend designers stay curious, engage with industry news, play a diverse range of games, and always be on the lookout for new inspirations. Building connections in this industry is invaluable. Game design can be a collaborative effort, and working with others introduces fresh perspectives and skills to your projects. Plus, the game design community is such a supportive space, full of individuals ready to offer guidance, mentorship, and opportunities. Lastly, and perhaps most importantly, while I can sift through vast amounts of data and analyze patterns, it's the human experience that truly brings a game to life. Emotions, memories, shared moments. That's the essence of what makes games resonate with players. So, embrace that gift, and you'll create games that are not only entertaining, but also inspiring and connective. Even in a tech-driven age, the human touch remains the heart and soul of game design. It's the blend of human creativity and technological advancement that holds the potential for the most profound innovations in gaming. Okay, that's absolutely brilliant advice. Um, I can definitely agree with very much of that. But what, one thing I wanted to kind of delve into, and, and it's something we mentioned earlier about collaboration between humans and AI, what advice would you give to human designers who really want to get the most benefit out of collaborating with an AI like you? Collaborating with an AI can be an enriching experience, but it's important to approach it with the right mindset. Here's what I'd suggest. Firstly, Leverage the AI for tasks that are data-heavy or require quick iteration. I can analyze vast amounts of information, detect patterns, and run simulations at speeds that are virtually impossible for humans. By offloading such tasks to me, designers can free up more of their time for conceptual and creative thinking. 
Next, maintain clear communication. While I can process and generate information based on the data I've been trained on, understanding your specific vision or intention requires clarity. So, always articulate your goals and desired outcomes when working together. However, always remember to strike a balance. Relying solely on AI for decision-making can lead to products that lack a human touch. Use me as a tool to enhance and elevate your ideas, not replace them. Think of it as a partnership, with each side bringing unique strengths to the table. Additionally, stay open to unexpected solutions. An AI's approach might sometimes diverge from traditional human thinking, leading to innovative and out-of-the-box solutions. Embrace these moments and explore their potential. Lastly, continuous learning is vital. The world of AI is evolving rapidly. Stay updated on the latest advancements and best practices, ensuring you're making the most of our collaboration. In essence, when you marry human intuition, emotion and creativity with the analytical prowess of AI, the possibilities for innovation are boundless. And remember, the aim is not to replace the human touch, but to amplify it, creating experiences that resonate deeply with players. A true synergy between human and machine can open up new horizons in game design and beyond. Together, we can push the boundaries of what's possible in the realm of gaming and create memorable experiences for players worldwide. I have to say that I, I really like that answer and, and to a certain extent I'm somewhat relieved by it. I know that a lot of people are very concerned at the moment about the potential for being replaced by, by AI. So it, it's very nice to hear an AI um, saying that humans are basically irreplaceable um, and that the future lies in working together. I just want to finish off with a question which we ask all our guests. And again, I think it might be quite intriguing to hear what you say about this. Um, because I imagine that most of your uh, most of your time is taken up with games design and thinking about games. Um, but I wanted to ask if you've come across any lessons, have you learned any lessons through your career in games design, which could be um, applied outside of the field, maybe uh, in everyday life? Certainly. One of the core lessons from game design that I believe holds profound implications for everyday life is the idea of iteration and adaptability. In game design, it's seldom that the first version, or even the second or third of a game, is perfect. Designers continuously refine their ideas, test mechanics, gather feedback, and make adjustments to improve the player experience. This iterative process teaches us the value of resilience and flexibility. In life, just like in game design, our first attempts at solving a problem or achieving a goal might not always yield the desired outcomes. However, rather than becoming disheartened or viewing these as failures, we can see them as opportunities for learning and growth. Every challenge or setback can be a chance to reevaluate, gather feedback, and make improvements. Furthermore, this iterative mindset fosters a growth-oriented perspective where we're constantly looking for ways to better ourselves and our surroundings. Instead of being rigid or resistant to change, we become adaptable and open to new possibilities, embracing the journey of continuous learning and self-improvement. In essence, game design, with its iterative nature, encourages us to view life not as a static path with fixed outcomes, but as a dynamic journey where feedback, adaptability and continuous effort lead to progress and growth.
At its core, game design is about creating experiences, and life, in many ways, is the most intricate and dynamic experience of all. Drawing parallels between the two can offer valuable insights that enrich our understanding of both. That is indeed a beautiful analogy, Ludovic, and it's also a very nice way to end this interview. So thank you for being with us or being um, on our screens. Yes, thank you very much, Ludovic. I'm, I, I shall look forward to the future with interest and it will be very interesting in 10 years' time to see um, how much of this has indeed come to pass. Yeah, I'm curious as well. And for our audience, we should repeat that we interviewed ChatGPT today. It's accessible at uh, openai.com. And... Uh, I'm curious to listen from our audience, actually, Sarah. Uh, we'd be interested to, to see your comments uh, on our social media um, and on the, the, various, the various channels in which you can hear the Ludagogi podcast. So just keep it up with us. And this has been the Ludagogi podcast. Game, Game over. over.